Uh, welcome everyone to the uh, sixth part of the Recreational Critics Pod Quickies, where we review a movie we like and or don't like in a very quick fashion. This week is our start to our Mission Impossible series, starring Tom Cruise, with the first Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, buckle up, we're going to be here for a while. For a while? I mean, maybe not for this episode. No. We'll probably be here talking about stuff for a while. Yeah. But we'll have a lot of episodes we of do. Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Seven right now. Yeah. Well, you know, six right now with a seventh on the way. Wait, am I math right? I don't know. My math's how right. Many, how many are out? I think the Fallout was the sixth one. Was it? Are we counting the 60s versions also? No. Because there's God, a 60s no. version. Um, so this, this follows, our, this is basically a reboot of a 60s TV show. Correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe a 70s or some crap like that. But so it opens up as basically just a spy movie, right? Yes. And it opens up with them mid mission. And one of their gimmicks is using disguises yes. to trick people into giving up information. And that is a gimmick we're going to keep talking about throughout this entire series. It's become a staple. It has. And it's done so well. Yes. Yeah, it, it, they look I, I mean, even for... <laughs> even for this movie, it looked believable at points. Except there were a couple moments I'm like, I can tell that's Tom Cruise under that mask. There were. What are you talking about? When they wear the mask, you know. They're not actually wearing a mask. Right, I know they're not. But there's one point they try and make him look like someone else, a senator, oh, the okay. old guy. All and right. I'm like, you can tell I'm that's sick. you can tell that's Tom Cruise in really, really bad makeup. It's like, Jason, that's just John Voight. That's not John Voight. I'm talking about the the senator guy. I got you now. I, I, I get what green screen is. I, you know, I, have to shoot I, I me. thought I thought you were totally bought in that they had a mask that good. No, that's okay. a really good mask, especially when they get down to how they make it in the sixth one. Yes, <laughs> 3D scan shit. But yes. yeah, so this movie is your your basically your answer to the James Bond movies. Yeah, kind of. And that's what it is. And this movie is Skyfall. After the plot. Oh, yeah. There's a list. Someone wants the list of all the spies. Yes. They're going to expose all the spies. They got the list. <laughs> yes. Kind of. Not really. Kind of, yeah. But yeah. It is this, it's one of the tropes of spy movies. Right. Oh, they're going to out all the spies. Oh, no. Buckle up. Yep. We're in for a ride. The good guy's going to win. Except he for James wins. Bond didn't have to steal the list in order to release the list. Yeah. Which was a nice like kind of little plot point they have yes and they don't try and like beat you over the head with what's going on little did we know back when this movie first came out Mm -hmm. that all of these movies were going to be the same plot kind of stamped into another yeah like slightly different (laughs) storyline i don't mind though i love these movies no they go they go so well with exception to the second one which we'll cover next i'm curious to see how well that movie has aged yeah i'm or how poorly it's aged this movie has aged very well with exception to the special effects Right. But that's a, Even those aren't that bad. No, and it's just a limitation of 24 years Tom ago. Tom Cruise does so many practical effects that yeah. this movie still looks pretty good. That's So there's a scene where he infiltrates a vault, basically, and it's like yep. your, your average bank heist thing. He comes down the wires, and he's hanging there. But it has like this special little thing to where he can't breathe too hard. Mm-hmm. He can't sweat. He can't drop anything. He can't make any noise. Yep. Can't even change the temperature of the room. So it's very... They went all out to try and like make it as difficult as possible mm-hmm. and that scene where he's dangling there like two inches off the floor looks so incredibly difficult yep that was what that was in the trailer that's what got people to go watch this movie right but the part where he catches his sweat mm-hmm. 
didn't make any sense to me because he was like literally like that high off the ground <laughs> and his sweat was like right there off i think it's just the cut angle i think he just put his hand there yeah. and it made it look it made it look like a he, little like, more dramatic than like it probably he, like, needed to his hand all around like, <laughs> he couldn't have done that yes <laughs> i know physics <laughs> but um you what do you got to say about this movie? I've said it quite a bit already. I feel like this movie kind of wrote the book on what a spy movie in the current generation should be. It led the way for what Casino Royale became. Yeah. I, I, I really think that the at, at the time, what year did this movie come out? Like, 96. No, okay. The Bond movies were still super hokey. Like this kind of started the, for me, it started the realism track. Right. And so one of the things about it, though, is it came out right around the same time as GoldenEye. Yes. Right. So GoldenEye probably came out the year before. And so I wonder if the tone of that movie or of this movie, I mean, was in direct response to the tone of GoldenEye. Because GoldenEye is the first Bond movie that went from kind of campy to a little bit more serious with some Just camp. a touch. Right. And then it went right back to camp right after that. Uh, yes. They course corrected really badly. But I wonder if Mission Possible was that answer to what James Bond fans wanted. Because you go from the Sean Connery movies that are just complete camp with some like a little bit of serious tone to the Roger Moore, which is just camp to be camp. Yes. And then Pierce Brosnan, where he doesn't know where to fit in yet. Like, he's that perfect Bond-looking guy. You, you, you like him so much. I do. I like him in GoldenEye so much and the Halle Berry one. You like that one? I do. Oh, man. I do. We're going to have to discuss it's this. It's my first point. Bond movie I've ever watched. Okay. So it's just like one of those things that like it holds a... For no rational reason. Right. Reason. I don't like Diamond Face, though. So. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Even that was ridiculous to me. And then when I saw Twilight for the first time, I'm like, ah, oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this movie was definitely an answer to spy movies that people wanted. Yep. And it set the tone for what the Mission Impossible movies were going to be in the future. Yep, they kind of got derailed for, for one movie. Really bad. And then I think it's one of the best franchises out right now. Outside of Star Wars, right? Because no. you love the Star Wars series. I still hate you. Why? Because you know I friends. hate those movies. No, you don't. You went and saw the newest one in theaters. I still hated it, Jason. You wanted to see it, though. No. <laughs> you coerced me for 18 months. <laughs> it was about that long of a time frame, yes. Yes. And then I think I almost backed out of course you when I saw Solo and how bad that movie was. I was like, oh. Yeah. And then you saw Darth Maul at the end. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And you were back on board, boys. <laughs> I told you about that, right? Yes. Yeah, so I watched that. I thought it was trash, but. <laughs> we're going off track here. But yeah, I watched the entire movie and I was like slumping in my chair at the theaters like this movie's fucking trash. <laughs> like, one of those like it's so bad, but you can't walk out. Because you pay, you pay 10 bucks to see a movie thing. Yes. And then Darth Maul shows up. And I, like, I sat back up in my chair like, oh, 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 oh. they got me. <laughs> Those motherfuckers got me right back on board. Um, so besides the bank vault part, which is really good, he, there's a good cast around him. You got John Voight. Mm -hmm. um, he's the head honcho of his team, right? And you find, And then you have a few other team members, which they don't really matter. You got your hacker, your getaway driver. You got your chick who's just standing there for some reason. You got your infiltration girl, right? And then you got John Voight and Tom Cruise. Yep. And they all die. So Tom Cruise believes. Tom Cruise You forgot away. about Emilio Estevez. Are you talking about Krieger? 
No, he's the hacker in the very beginning. I said hacker. Yeah, but he's Emilio Estevez. Yeah, but that's important. Okay, we'll get back to that because he's not important in this movie at all. Because no, he, he lasts off six. But minutes. he's Emilio Estevez. Okay, he lasts off six minutes. Coach man. Bombay, bro, put some respect <laughs> on it. I'll put a K on that one, dude. Not to derail you, I yep. apologize. Yep. This movie was a crush at the box office. Like it bombed or did it pretty well? No, they, it did so well. They spent 80 mil. Yep, good. So that's a lot for that's a 96. That's a lot for a 96 movie, yeah. But it raked in 457 million. Jeez. Yeah. What? Yes. Where was that in comparison to Titanic, which just came out the next year? <laughs> I think Titanic made a bill. Off its initial release? Yes. Okay. That's still amazing numbers for the 90s. Yes. Are there any other what are, what were the box office hits of nineteen ninety six? I don't know. Are you looking it up? Yes. So Independence Day, Twister, Mission Impossible, then The Rock. Twister was a, a rock solid movie too. It was. Fantastic and soundtrack. It, it kinda it had a great soundtrack. Yeah. But it also set the path for a destruction movie or disaster movies also. Yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then Independence Day was one of my favorite movies growing up. Yes. I don't know what it was. I used to, it was either the Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman, who cares the shit. They're Pullman. Both the yeah. Paxton is Twister. Yeah. They're the same guy. No, they're uh, not. I even, can okay. never tell Whatever. them apart. Okay. You've heard this argument before. Haven't no, I you? haven't. Okay. But I don't care. Yep. Um, I get them confused. Let's get over <laughs> that. But that speech. Yes. It's just like always got me. I'm yeah. Like, we yeah. have a friend, uh, Anthony, mm-hmm. and whenever we would play League of Legends together. Yep. He would copy and paste or type it in from memory into the chat of the game before we would start the round. What game is that? It was League of Legends. Le- yeah, League. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know if he thought that it was just motivating people or if it was just getting him amped up, but it was... It was probably just amping him up. <laughs> yes. He was like, oh, this is so awesome, guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you ever have that friend that does something like very... S- small and insignificant and he's like you guys see what i just did <laughs> i'm changing the world people <laughs> one one league player at a time yes who most times when i play league i don't even read the chat <laughs> until i realize people have been yelling at me the entire time <laughs> i'm like oh, oh they they're yelling at me they don't like me how many times do you think ethan hunt can be framed uh, so far, six. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie, literally. Yeah, so that's part of the plot of this. When they all die, he's framed for their murder. At being a mole within his organization of the CIA. And he has to clear his name. IMF, not I, the CIA. I, well, IMF is, IMF is part of the CIA. Yeah, but they are the IMF. Okay, fine, whatever. And what does that stand for again? <laughs> Impossible Mission Force. That's right, that's what it is. Thank you. Mission Impossible. Yes. But, um... He's framed for it, and he has to, he's on the run now trying to clear his name. And then with the help of his boss, who he thought was dead, he then finds out his boss was the one that did it he, all. But he, he always knew that his boss was the bad guy. Did he always? That's right. Yes. He even says, I, I, I knew, but like when you I didn't know up, if your wife was a bad guy. Right. When, so he basically stole the knock list to find out if she was bad. Right. And he, he was right. Yes. And that's when Ving Rhames mm-hmm. comes into it, who looks looks good in this. He's fantastic in these movies. Yeah. He's one of my favorite characters. Right. And we'll get into that once we get towards the the, the later movies. Ones. Yeah. Man, he's so good. Right. He yeah. was born for this role. And he plays the moral hacker yes. very well. And so he makes his first appearance in these movies. And... um. 
he's their hacker to mm-hmm. get him the Noculus back. But he's also that guy who kind of knows Ethan Hunt's little game going on. Yep. Uh, but Ethan Hunt is like that photographic spy, you know, he can do it all kind of thing. Yep. You're Tom Cruise of the world, yes, if you will. And, and Bing Rames is a supporting cast. Yeah. Just, he ends up being, like throughout later movies, he ends up being Tom Cruise's moral compass. Yep. He kind of reels him in from all mm-hmm. his craziness. But one common theme you're probably going to hear over the next five weeks or six weeks is he's disavowed. Yes. <laughs> he he kind of disobeys an order every single time. And then he's you know, on the run for disobeying an order. And then he clears his name at the end and everything's hunky-dory into the next time he has to clear his name again. I like in this movie how... I the... want to know if he has to clear his name in between these movies. <laughs> if there's like other side stories of him doing shit like this. It's just like a weekly thing. <laughs> like, no, I'm good. God oh, okay, it, sorry. Um, I like how the leader of the IMF uh, he's like, how am I supposed to find him? Because he's talking to one of his subordinates. He goes, these guys do this for a living. Right. How are we going to find him? Yeah, he wears Jackass. a mask. He gets around. <laughs> yep. He's like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're supposed to put a guy at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to wear a mask and walk right past us. Yes. Um, Which is kind of funny because are they not also part of the IMF? Are they not also skilled in this? Because Ethan Hunt. When this mission, this initial mission is going on, he notices this other IMF agents there just at a glance. Mm-hmm. Like, he can just tell. Can those guys also not tell? I think there's... Is it just something I that think there's levels. Okay. So he's probably one of the higher levels. Like yes. Higher tier stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they arrest his parents to draw him in. Yeah, his mom and his uncle. Yeah. I'm guessing his dad is dead then. I, I don't know. They didn't really quite say it. They kind of made it sound that way. But they arrest his mom for like drug trafficking, like being pill tra. Oh, pill John traffickers snuck up on me. Yeah, uh, yeah, like from Florida or something like yeah. that. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's like, well, damn it, he didn't even care either. He just like went, all right. <laughs> she mom, knows. Mom's in jail. I'll get her out <laughs> later. I'll clear this whole mess. Gotta save up. the world real quick. Yeah. Uh it's good though. This movie's rock solid. It's a two-hour movie, and the pacing is. It's action from the start. It's action to the end. This is one where if you step away to go to the bathroom, you're going to miss some stuff. Right, because they don't, they don't stop. No. And they don't walk you through everything. They don't hold your hand. I think the only thing they really walk you through is this flashback to how the mission actually went down. Yep. Which. Their big reveal. Right, the reveal, reveal that Tom Cruise already knew, but they wanted you to see it. That way you weren't lost Yep. kind of thing. But um, that flashback was ridiculous. Yes. It just, John Voight, he, he tried to fake his death. No one's watching him, so he doesn't like have to fake it the way he's faking it, but he still decided to for yes. some reason. It was, he was just like moaning out Tom Cruise's character's <laughs> name while like rubbing red sand on his chest. <laughs> yeah, it was a poorly executed plan. <laughs> yeah, it looked so bad. Yes. Um. Uh, but at the very end, they have a very outrageous scene where he's on a train out running away from a helicopter, I guess. Yep. And then the helicopter goes into a very tight tunnel. All the helicopter had to do was leave. Go over and around. Yeah, or just like back off the throttle a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he, he would have left with John Voight and they would have not had the knock list anymore. Oh, yeah. What about that scene with John Voight holding on to the helicopter? That uh, man is 70 years old in this movie. He and wasn't he- seven. 
He wasn't 70. I'm going to look it up. Are you saying in real life? Yes. I hope he wasn't 70. How old are you? He was probably 55. I don't know. He was born in 1938. Let's do some rough math. (laughs) 96 minus 38. He was 58 years old. Okay, so I wasn't that far off. No. Okay, fine. He was 60 in this movie. Why are you rounding up? To make yourself more right? Fine. Whatever. 58. Okay. 57 at filming. He's not holding on to the bottom of a helicopter. Why not? <laughs> he just can't. Can you do that right now? Hang on to a bottom of a helicopter? Yeah. Yes. While well, I was going like 56 I don't think it hour. matters how fast it's going. I, I can hold on. I think it kind of Wrap does. my legs around it. All right. After you've been running? What are you trying to say? He was all sweaty. I don't have the like physical stamina do you, after do you I run somewhere. Think today. Yeah. That if you had to run out of here for your life and grab onto a helicopter, you could hold on. Yes. Okay. I think you're dead wrong. I don't know how we can prove What makes this. it different from holding on to anything else? James, I've seen you rock climbing. I know you can't hold on that well. That's with hands. <laughs> you got to hold on with your hand. Okay, I guess you can wrap your legs around yes. and hope for the best. What do you mean hope for the best? All right. I can hang there all day for my legs. Okay, you're fine. What about the time when he hits the top of the thing and like spins out of control? You let him go then? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right before I die. <laughs> That's like a really bad bull ride. <laughs> no, because remember he autocorrected after that, which is the goofiest thing. Yep. He autocorrected and very quickly failed again. Yes. But, uh, very close call. He tried to like cut Ethan Hunt's head off yes. with the helicopter blade. which Apparently he could perform surgery with helicopter blades. He's pretty good. Yes. This guy who couldn't hold on to a rope while a mouse walked what up. What's that guy's name? He's in Krieger. so many. No, his oh, real name. Oh, the actor. Uh, he's in so many things. Right. I can look it up while you look it up. You can do it faster. I have too many tabs open. I got, I got, a, I got a laptop. It's a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. Uh, it brought up the new one. I don't Jean Renault. Ah, oh, it brought up the new one. <laughs> Wait, Vanessa Kirby was in... Oh, yeah, she was in the newest one. I forgot about that. All right, anyway. I'm sorry, I just got sidetracked there for a second. This movie's really solid, though. Yeah, I, I'd give it a good score. I don't know what score I'd give it, but I'd give it a We haven't been rating it. these, have we? No. Now, this is definitely a go watch. I, I want to do like a rating system of go watch it or don't go watch it. Yes. But we need to find a better name for it. Like a quickie kind of theme or like a recreational Ooh, Something theme. abbreviated. Yeah. How about we give this one a do? A do or a don't? Yep. All right. We'll, we'll go with that system from now on. Yes. So, you want to do a recap on our last few quickies in? All right. Casino Royale's a do? I, I think all these are going to be do, but... Are they? Yeah. We've been picking movies we like. Well, okay. Quantum. Is that going to be a do? Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to like make the spectrum here so we can understand it. So far, go watch all our quickies. <laughs> if... I can go back to a few episodes of our regular podcast, which is, comes out on Sundays. Don't watch some of those. Yes. If not. Those most. are usually don'ts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but do watch these ones until next week. Don't watch next week's. Or do. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, participate we'll, in the conversation. We'll, go watch we'll, it. We'll find out until. We'll, we'll say do for now until we go watch it and review it next week. I hope that I. Re- and by next week, I mean two days from I now. I hope it's better than I remember. I don't think it will be. I hope it is. I think it got bad slack for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most bad movies gonna... don't age well to be better. <laughs> yeah, unless you're the Star Wars prequels, and the only reason people like those ones more now is because the newest ones sucked. Are even worse. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but do go watch this one. And that's all I got to say about this movie. That's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say <laughs> about that. So we appreciate you guys uh, popping in. Give us a like, a follow, a sub. And don't forget to find us on Twitter and Facebook at RecCriticsPod. You can find me, Jason, at, at jpaul underscore 94. And James, where can they find you at? At RecCritic, Rec Critic James. Yep, that'll all be down in the description. Don't worry. If you didn't hear it right, <laughs> it'll all be down there. And don't forget to uh, find us Sunday on our normal episode this week going over the highwaymen. So everyone have a good weekend. Thanks. Have a good one, guys.